0: From one dipstick in Georgia to another dipstick in Texas. Welcome to Two Dipsticks Garage with the Chance Brothers. Now, perhaps we can talk about what you have in your fleet uh, (laughs) and what may be next for you. There's never been a
1: week in my life that I haven't considered what kind of car I want to go shop for. And that's unfortunate. (laughs) It really is. It's a disease. My wife brought it up, I think last week. She said, You know, <laughs> it's been longer than six months since you've brought a vehicle home. <laughs> Are you feeling the itch? I'm like, You it's... don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the daily family vehicle is 2012 Lexus GX 460. Mm-hmm. Very lovely, luxurious car and has a major flaw. In the knob that turns on your audio, they put it right where my right knee is. So if I'm sitting there cruising down the road and I have to go Mm -hmm. from the accelerator pedal to the brake pedal, my knee bumps the audio button and either turns on or off the audio in the car. And it drives me nuts. Yeah. I can swap it out with like a full-size Tesla screen. I've heard that things work like that before. Yeah. And yet I'm like, I don't know that this is my ideal family car. And the reason is the 4.6 is tuned for that vehicle. So it's got pretty good torque, but it's not as torquey as the 4.7 that came in the preceding SUV. Mm-hmm. We also have one of those. We have, it's an 06 Toyota 4Runner with the 4.7 V8 in it. That thing loves to go. Our <laughs> our 16-year-old daughter, no kidding, we had her out on her first Driver's permit drive. It's a two hour drive out in the hill country of Texas, coming from uh out near San Angelo back into where we live. Hardly any traffic on the road, but we did get stuck behind somebody doing sixty in a seventy five mile an hour two lane road. Mm-hmm. And that's just Texas. You know, everything is faster, if you will. So I said with faith. Hey, if you find an ideal place to pass, you know, you got your dotted yellow line, got a nice open spread there, go ahead and, and put your foot into it, move all, move along around them and, and uh, you know, you can overtake them. She's like, all right. Sure enough, about 20 minutes later, there was a the space. I said, doesn't get any better than this. So she puts her foot into it. Now, she's a good five or six car lengths back because that's Uh the driver's permit mindset. I'm doing 60 miles an hour, need to have six lengths. Puts her foot into it, and we get up even with the vehicle. And I look over, and she's nearly taken out the entire speedometer. It tops out at 110, and we are barking pretty hard at it. (laughs) And she gets even with the car and then just pulls back into the lane. And I'm like, well maybe wait a little bit longer next time <laughs> when you can see them in the rear view mirror over your head, then that's when you can pull oh, yeah. it. But she was obviously going quick enough that it didn't make a difference. So, yeah, but the ability for that vehicle, that 4.7 liter to go from a highway speed, 60 miles an hour and hit <laughs> 90 in the blink of an eye, So it spoils a driver. So when you go yeah. to a four point six, which by every other measure it has more power, it's lighter weight, it's more mm-hmm. efficient. On paper, it's better. But if you put those two on the road neck and neck, the O six four runner is going to take out the GX
0: four sixty. Wow. So do you think it's a do you think it's a weight difference? Is it a gearing difference? What is what is making that? I, I do. I think okay.
1: it's a weight difference. The 4Runner is two-wheel drive, and even though the engine is heavier, the GX460 suspension and all-wheel drive, big difference in the weight department. Yeah, wow. And and I think the torque on the 4.7 is a little bit higher. It's in there at like 330 foot-pounds of torque, Okay. but only 270 horsepower, whereas the mm-hmm. GX has over 300 horsepower.
0: Yeah. What is the, uh, what is the fuel economy that you're achieving in both of those <laughs> vessels? Yeah. 15 to 16. It's not great. Yeah.
1: And that's what we've kind of found with the Toyota SUVs and trucks. The Sequoia, as mm-hmm. we talked about, had 13.5 on the big five, seven engine. Uh, we're seeing 15 to 16 on these two smaller V eights. Yeah. Um, my little 94, extended cab pickup truck, four wheel drive has the 3.0 in it. And I'm still getting 16 miles per gallon in that.
0: Yeah. And part of that is it has no power and you just have to floor it everywhere you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, even, even so being, I honestly, I think that's par for the course. I think from a physics standpoint, that's kind of par for the course because it's a large, a large figure that you're trying to move through air very quickly. But even on the new Tundra's, the brand new ones with the hybrids, mm-hmm. they're still only getting, from what I've been seeing, real-world testing, you're only getting one to two miles per gallon better than you were with the 5.7. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a little actually um, ups- upset, well, disappointing, I guess I would use as the word. If, if you're a hybrid truck, you would be expecting to get noticeably better fuel economy. But again, mm-hmm. the sheer figure that you're trying to push through the air at 70 miles an hour is just, it's a lot to overcome.
1: It's a lot. And for, I think that that's asking a lot of a 3.5 V six, even with two turbos, when you're pushing something as big as a Tundra or as big as a Sequoia, even with hybrid assist on it, you're just not making the massive power that you would be getting with a, a diesel per se. Right. You got a full size truck. You want to get, you know, you've seen these Cummins and power strokes and even Duramax get upwards of 20, 25 miles per gallon Mm -hmm. down the highway. And that would be something I would not mind that at all. However, (laughs) I tend to break things. And so Toyotas have not
0: broken on me as of yet. Knock on wood. (laughs) And those are that, I mean, that's again, that school of thought of Toyota's mentality, at least previously was we're going to make a, perhaps larger displacement than some other vehicles however in nature it's going to be very reliable because it's not complex we're not sticking two or three turbos on it we're not deactivating cylinders for you Mm -hmm. you know we're keeping things generally very simple i mean there's variable valve timing which is not overly complex but I've, i've i'm sure those things will fail eventually but they make them so reliable that they just that's not really of concern. And then you can put a million miles on these vehicles with absolutely no issues. Whereas, yeah, you may be, may get two to three miles per gallon better in a Chevy or a Ford, but the maintenance that you're going to pay for on these vehicles, when these, this cylinder deactivation runs out or stops working, which they do, they do. Um, or a turbo decides to completely shred itself or blast itself off the block, which they do. They do. You know, you're going to have to pay for that. <laughs> We had
1: that in the my wife's Mazda Speed Miata, 05, had 137, 138,000 miles on the motor. And I was doing some spirited movements to get to the bus stop on time before the kindergartner got off and ended up overheating the engine and the rod let go and had to find a replacement Uh-oh. engine. And that's also in the fleet. The With the new
0: engine. We Perhaps. we did
1: get the engine replaced, found a, a used engine, and we're battling a misfire issue. The, the engine is prone to getting warm. It's between okay. the mid-level and the H, but it's also throwing a P0300 misfire, which is a spark plug, which is, we've got brand new spark plugs in it, so it shouldn't be doing that.
0: Yeah, I seem to recall, actually, when you when you first got that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you took it to my house on your way from purchasing it, uh, and I got behind the wheel. Yes. And I seemed to draw the lovely amber check engine light as well, which was also a <laughs> cylinder misfire. Yes.
1: Yes, we did that. <laughs> we did that. So I think that while Mazda did an excellent job on their suspension, I think their radiators... Are, we're not big enough for that vehicle, and I think that replacing it with a Mishimoto is probably going to be the next thing. That plus a thermostat to run it a little bit cooler. Sure. And now, in my current situation, the kid with the driver's permit isn't really interested in a big V8. Mm-hmm. She's more interested in something that gets better gas mileage. So things that I'm looking around for would be uh, Toyota RAV4, possibly mm-hmm. Lexus RX things of those natures. This is the one that's calling to me and it's 15 minutes down the road. It's a 2012 Mazda speed three that needs an alternator only has 108,000 miles on the vehicle. Oh, and I can pick it up for 5,500. And that is a little tempting. I know. (laughs) I know. Cause I'm thinking, you know, $150 for an alternator. Yeah. And now I've got a car that runs well. Who knows? There might be other things with it, but I've driven it as it were. I'll run it on battery power. It pulls hard. It doesn't smoke. It's a great mm-hmm. little looking vehicle. Picking it up for 5,500. Let's say I put in 500 total, getting it all cleaned up and prettified and everything yep. like that. Reasonable resale would be between eight and 9,000.
0: And they get very good fuel economy. So it can't be for lack of fuel economy, that she doesn't like it.
1: That's true. She might not like the, the stick shift until she understands just how much fun they are. At the same time, mm. it's not an all-wheel drive. It is front-wheel drive. There is a small amount of, of torque steer on it, but it's also 274 horsepower stock, Yeah, and it's got a few goodies bolted onto it. Huh. It's lingering out there. I've had my eye on it for about eight months. It's not going anywhere. Wow, 8 months and it hasn't sold. It's not posted anywhere. And that's the beauty uh, of why it's just sitting there in this guy's front yard, clear out in the middle of nowhere.
0: And when mm-hmm. I drive
1: by it, I see it and I'm like,
0: "One day, buddy. One day." <laughs> I mean, if you show up on his lawn, it's been on the market for 8 months with mm-hmm. you got 4,000 cash, it's your car. I guarantee he would give it to you. At for four thousand it's possible his asking price is at
1: 65 and so i if i walk in at four i'm thinking i could probably get him to that mid five range and i okay it, it might be so this guy is pretty funny because he focuses on buying the old body style fords mm-hmm. old square body fords that they stopped doing in 97 that was the last year of them because in 98 they went to their new funky design but he loves those old 7.3 Power Stroke Fords, and he's got two of those sitting out there as well. Mm-hmm. I, we've had discussions about Fords. I'm no longer allowed to buy them. <laughs> we'll save that one for another day. But that is if I'm afraid that if I go purchase it with the idea that I will fix it and sell it, I may not want to sell it immediately. Right. I, th- I think I might get in trouble for that. <laughs>
0: I mean, you should keep it for a little while at least to enjoy it and do a little bit of maintenance slash upgrades. (laughs) It does
1: have an exhaust on it and a cold air intake on it. Uh Aha. I'm not sure if it has a bigger turbo on it. Uh, It does have aftermarket wheels, Cobb tuner, has some go fast goodies on it. So I'm thinking that it's probably a little over 300 in the horsepower range.
0: Well, I mean, and you have, you had at one point, Uh, recently as well that subaru legacy which gave you that almost fills that niche if you will and it's not all wheel drive like the subaru of course but Mm -hmm. power wise and size wise you're pretty close
1: yeah it's got the power beat the the legacy gt was ruby so it had the six speed uh from the sti it had the wrx tuned engine all wheel drive, had an exhaust on it, a little bit of a drone, but not horrible. Enough that my wife didn't like driving it to and from <laughs> places. But also, it's a quick car. Yeah. You don't keep your feet out of a quick car. You put your foot into a quick car
0: and it's great. You do. And that one sold for what was why did she have to uh leave the fleet? That was in favor of the GX
1: four sixty. I was using mm-hmm. the Subaru as a commuter between uh, the rental house that we were living in and where our kids went to school. And it's 30 miles one way. And if mm-hmm. you take the kids into school and come back, that's our in 15 minutes round trip and a lot of gas. If you're in 15 mile per gallon territory, as our Sequoia was 13 and a half. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking about this, you know, we're, we're here for at least another year in this rental house. And if I'm doing this 13 and a half miles per gallon, that's a whole lot for the next year. So what if we what if I get a little four cylinder commuter car, which was the legacy right. and it was doing great until the idea was, all right, we're going to sell the Sequoia and we're going to sell the legacy and we're going to get the GX460. When I was doing the research, the GX460 was getting 19, 20 miles per gallon. I don't know who these people are who get that kind of (laughs) mileage on a vehicle. (laughs) That's impressive. It may be that I do the speed limit regardless of the person in front of me. and Sometimes maybe I go a little bit over. But even when I try to not do that, it's not getting anything better than 16 miles per gallon. Wow. What's the point of, of doing... Seventy in a seventy and getting the same gas mileage as if you were doing seventy seven so yeah. that's what I do
0: <laughs> you get there a little bit faster if you're getting the same fuel economy. I hope that a police officer sees it that way, <laughs> <laughs> so will there be a potential replacement for the four sixty now that we've had uh this conversation at some point? Yes, uh, we got to finish the house
1: though that's um we're starting our third year of house build now and the house is still six months away from being finished. And until the house is finished, we're not doing anything on vehicles. Otherwise I would Mm. be in the market for Tundra, very similar to yours, would prefer the platinum because it has cooled seats. And what I've learned in Texas is that I really like cooled seats. It's almost a necessity. Really? I drove a Highlander Today, 2019, 3.5 V6, and decided mm-hmm. that is not the vehicle that we should move into. While I was getting 21 miles per gallon, which was nice, the accelerator pedal is completely electronic and you do not have any feel driving the vehicle whatsoever. The steering, yeah. the pedal, everything is numb, had right. good power, had was very comfortable, but wow, it was just like, was I riding in a Tesla was that what's going on? Was it just this <laughs> rebadge Tesla? Because there was, it was not stimulating at all, if if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one I ruled out today as far as a family vehicle. And I think if we were to look at replacing the family vehicle, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the GX mechanically functionality. We could yep. use a little bit more space anywhere we go. That we've got all the family. It's four kids, two adults, bags, etc. There's no place to put yep. anything. Mm -hmm. So we got to load up the little tray on the hitch on the back and strap all our stuff there. I wouldn't mind a little bit of something on the back end there. Uh, so I think that puts us into the territory of the Lexus RX L, which has a third row, possibly the grand Highlander that just came out, but I don't think I want something that, that new unless it was a Mazda
0: CX 90 that just came out. Yeah. Now those have the, is this, this the turbo inline six? Turbo right? inline six. mm Hmm. This is uh, this harkens back to the old uh, Supra days. Yeah.
1: They they the, what I've been reading on it is that the engine is actually turned 180 degrees opposite of what you would think it would be. All the belts, okay. all the pulleys are at your firewall on your vehicle. I don't mm. know why they would do that, but that's what I understand. However, it can get 25 to 30 miles per gallon, depending on the fuel that you put into it. You can get over 300 horsepower. It's been compared Mm. in fit and finish to Lexus, but I guess we'll
0: see. Well, if everything's facing the firewall, that scares the absolute dickens out of me because that's (laughs) like... That's like a Ferrari engine out service for an oil change. Like, oh my gosh.
1: It really does. Like what happens if you have, say your air conditioner goes out and you have to pull your pulley for your air conditioner. Now you're stuck in a place where you can't get it out. You have to pull the entire engine out. And to do that, you have to pull the front clip off. And I'm big red flag for me, but I have been impressed with what I've read and seen about the vehicle.
0: Seems cool, but uh, yeah, I wonder about the uh, the the maintenance on that. Well, we'll up. have to continue seeing how uh, how the adventures continue, but yeah, I guess post house completion we'll revisit what's in the marketplace. Next time we talk first car shenanigans.
1: <laughs> I think we've all had a few of those. You're closing up shop with two dipsticks garage. Feel free to open up another one to
0: see what them Chance Brothers are getting into next. <laughs>